Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Everyone and welcome to the Fumble. It's me, Vernon Kay, and Darren Fletcher. Darren, this is it. We've made it to Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 55. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, versus the young upstart Patrick Mahomes. We've got one ring versus plenty. It's going to be a formidable game. It's going to be one of the best, I think, Darren. Yeah, it's going to be magnificent. The only thing I'm a bit disappointed with. This week is the fact that I don't get to spend it with you in Tampa, which has become a tradition for us. We'd be jetting off Thursday or Friday. In a normal year, you would be doing a Formula E presentation in some far-flung place, and then joining me after I'd done the recce and got the passes and organised everything. But this year, we're going to be together in Salford, of all places, <laughs> all in the game for BBC Five Live, which is going to be slightly. Uh, Slightly different, not quite as cold as Minnesota, but certainly nowhere near as warm as it was in Miami um, last year. I know you want to dive straight into the Super Bowl, and we've got a massive disagreement on the podcast, which we never ever have. But I think we should le- at least mention the big trade this week: Stafford to the Rams, Goff to Detroit. It's, I think it'll be the biggest trade of the off season because I think this trade's done. I think there's a bit of doubt as to whether Deshaun Watson actually gets traded. I think there's a lot of things that need to happen for that. But when I think you've got a team as close as the Rams feel they are to the Super Bowl and they make the move they did to get Stafford, it's certainly worth mentioning. And I read today from, oh, a, from a very good uh, a very oh, good Darren. a very good authority, very good source that the Rams actually tried to get Aaron Rodgers before they pulled the deal for Matthew Stafford. Now you imagine that, don't you? Rodgers back in LA playing for the Rams. I think it's big. I think it's a bad trade for the Rams. I think it's a better trade for Detroit. I don't think there's much between Stafford and Goff. I certainly don't think you should give up two first-round draft picks. Plus, another one to get him strikes me as totally bonkers um, from a Rams standpoint. But they've done it. I've mentioned it, and now you're free to carry on. All right, thank you, Darren. Yeah, I think chatting about that trade in Super Bowl Wink is completely irrelevant. There's only one trade that matters. It's a trade that took place last year. It wasn't even a trade. 
Tom Brady moved to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone thought it was stupid. Everyone thought it was pathetic. You and I discussed the fact that he was the missing piece in the jigsaw to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' success. And I'm going to say it out loud. We were correct. He yeah. is that missing piece. They've got the defense. They've got the offensive weapons. And lo and behold, they're in Super Bowl 55. The Rams, the Lions, completely irrelevant. All right, the Rams went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. We were there in Atlanta. No, it is what it is. It's the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. Let's move forward. Let's get into this because it's a biggie. Darren, I'm going to put it on the line because we're going to be joined by Maurice Jones-Drew in a, in just a few moments' time. We're going to have literally an on-air production meeting because he's going to be joining us for the Radio 5 Live presentation on Sunday evening. But let's just get into the crux of the question. Who's going to win? Is it going to be the Bucs and Brady? Is it going to be Tampa Bay? And this defense that we've been talking up since the offseason, or is it going to be Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? I mean, the answer is... I, <laughs> I love your reaction. <laughs> I, I There's so much to pick through. Genuine, genuinely have no idea. And I think the beauty of this game over the past few years has been like this. You know, we went through a spell in the 80s and 90s where there were blowout games. You, you knew before the game started who was going to win the Super Bowl. They're so they're so tight, the, 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 you know. These days, I, I look at the Week Twelve meeting between the two teams, and it finished 27-24 Chiefs, and the Chiefs went off to a, a really fast start. They were seventeen nothing up at the end of the first quarter, and I would like to remind you that at the end of the first quarter, Tyreek Hill already had two hundred and three yards receiving after one quarter, and he finished with two six nine. But it changed a little bit second half and Brady brought Tampa back and only ended up losing by three. Mahomes was outstanding that day, 462 yards and three touchdowns. Brady threw for three, threw for 345, but he was picked off twice. And I think the big key for this game on Sunday is that both of these quarterbacks know they've got to be clean. The numbers tell you that Patrick Mahomes, I think, has lost nine times in his NFL career. And you need 36 points to beat him. So Tampa Bay pretty much know what the, the MO is going to be on Sunday. They've got to score points. Brady's going to do that. He's got to be clean. Brady can't turn the ball over. But likewise, nor can Mahomes against a defence that will put plenty of pressure on him and will probably get more pressure on him because of that toe injury that will be a factor against a very good pass rush in Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. They've got quick linebackers in Levante David and Devin White. So certainly the front seven can be a problem for Kansas City. Whether Tampa Bay are good enough in the secondary to essentially cover Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman and whoever else they, they throw at them, I don't know. But I think Brady knows he's got to score, he's got to be clean. I can't get away from the fact, though, Vern, that they're at home and there are so many distractions on Super Bowl Sunday, so many things you've got to take into account. And if you can start to eliminate some of those, it must be advantageous to you. I mean, the dimensions of the field make no difference. They can play anywhere. You know, there's only going to be 22,000 in and it's going to be a neutral crowd. But if you can take away some of the things that weigh on your mind, that you are at home and everything's familiar and it does feel slightly different and you are nice and relaxed, has to be advantageous. And anything that is a problem, you can lean on Brady and Gronkowski who have been to a million of these. They can help you with that. So I think it's really difficult to call because I think there are, you know, 
conventional wisdom, I'm sure you'll make a case for Mahomes in Kansas City just being the better football team. That's not always enough on Super Bowl Sunday. And the other factors that come in might just tip it Tampa Bay's way. I certainly think it'll be a close game. That, that is for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. My prediction earlier on in the week was I, I can see it's a tough one because all your football senses come into play in this game because top of the list, everyone is going to be talking about the quarterbacks. Everyone's going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. That's a given because they're the two superstars of the league. You talked up the Tampa Bay defense and it proved its worth. It's come into fruition these past few games in the playoffs. We don't really mention as much as we should the Kansas City defense. You know, you got the honey badger at the back, Tyron Matthew. He takes the headlines every now and again, but I don't think he's the best safety in the NFL. If you put everything down on paper, the one thing that stands out are the extensive offensive weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs have. They've got a tremendous array of wide receivers. Big, physical, strong, fast. Oh, are, you, are, you, are you giving them the edge? In the, in no, that- no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. They've got Travis Kelsey, who is, without doubt, a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the, if not the best tight ends of the modern game. Yeah. You've got the quarterback with the super contract a quarterback that the franchise are relying their future on and they've invested their future, i.e. the salary cap, in Patrick Mahomes. So where do you go? And I think the one downfall or the one comparison that we can make, which is interesting, is the fact that Kansas City don't have a decent running game. They have a good running game, but I don't think it's good as a ground and pound running game that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. They've got two big running backs that can really wear you down. And I think that front four... However, they're going to play it in Kansas City. Their defensive line is going to be tired and they're going to be tired quickly. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to stick with, well, yeah, I've got, I've got both these teams and they've oh, come through. We'll talk about that later on, though. Uh, you are. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, th- I, th- I just, I would love Tom Brady to win this. I really would. And then say goodbye to his NFL career, prove himself and then just walk away. He plays next year for sure. Forget that notion. He's playing yeah. next year. Yeah, that. I know. I know. Saying, That's the, this is the romance in it. But I think Kansas City have just got too much. You see, you see, I want to counter that. And everything you've said is right. And I agree totally. But for your Travis Kelsey, I'll give you two. I'll give you Cameron Bray and I'll give you Rob Gronkowski. For Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, I'll give you... Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and I'll throw in Scotty Miller. And for a relatively average running game, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and and Williams, I'll give you Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. And Those are are the two running backs of the four that you've mentioned that I wouldn't like to face. Right. And I'm also going to make the point that the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Super Bowl without their left tackle, Eric Fisher who ruptured his Achilles tendon in the playoffs. So Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, will be up against an offensive line that is without his, its anchor, with a quarterback with a bit of turf tone. And I think what we're seeing is, while I'm not turning around and going, this is a Buccaneers win, the margins that look wide have been narrow because of all these little bits that pile up towards the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think that, they have to be thought about. The, you know, we know the Tampa Bay defense can make plays, but can it make plays against this 
Kansas City offense that looked like flip it round. The Kansas City defense, Vern, can make plays, but can they cope with all the weapons that's going to come at them? It, it, it's fascinating. Let's welcome Maurice Jones-Drew, everyone. Welcome on board, uh, Maurice. We're just connecting to audio, which is, as always, as we all know, is a problem with Zoom. Connecting to audio. Now, all you've got to do is press the video button, Maurice, and then you're in. There he is! There he is. Right here. <laughs> I couldn't hear you guys for a second. My bad. That's never a bad thing. Hey, Maurice, how are you doing? Vernon Kay and Darren Fletcher with you. Uh, we're just recording a podcast right now and you've come in at perfect, at the perfect time because the big question on everyone's mind in Super Bowl week, it's really simple, Maurice. We're not doing algebra. We're not doing anything technical. We're just going to ask you, who's going to win? Okay, well, listen, I, I believe this and I believe it to be true. The Kansas City Chiefs are the, the gold standard of the National Football League, and they have been for a while. They, they, they're they 15-1, and one, and the one game they lost, the team had to score 40 points to beat them. I just don't know <laughs> who can do that, right? Um, the last time they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it wasn't even close. Um, people are going to – the score might have ended up close, but uh, Tyreek Hill had 193 yards in the first quarter, right? Like – it's just they have so much firepower that it puts too much stress on not only your defense, but your offense to go out there and score every time they touch the ball. So for me, it's um, it, it's it's the Kansas City Chiefs and, and what they've been able to do uh, via the draft, via free agency, via trade, um, you know, getting Patrick Mahomes, having him sit for a year. Uh, and then the way he's playing. And now people are going to say, yeah, they're down two tackles. All fine and dandy. But he, it's not like he holds the ball for, you know, 40 seconds. He may do that three or four times a game. But they're just so explosive offensively. It allows their defense to be opportunistic and get interceptions and turnovers uh, because they put stress on that offense to try to score points as quickly as possible. Okay, Maurice, let me come to that. Okay. Uh, let's bring in the, the, the beautiful mystique the beautiful glamour of the Super Bowl. It's one game. And this is the game where you've got to put it all on the line. And a couple of things that you mentioned there are historical things, you know, the draft and, and the way that they've been throughout the season. And, and you know, they, they did have a blowout against the Buccaneers, but it was uh, at the end of the game, a three-point game. So, Darren, let's uh, you counteract what Maurice has just said, because I said exactly the same thing, Maurice, before you joined us. And Darren disagreed with me. Well, listen, look, I, 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 far bit from me to argue with a Pro Bowl running back, and there's a doubt <laughs> more about this game than, 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 than I do. I, 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 I hear everything he says, everything he says. But I think there are factors that, and I just said to Vernon before you joined this MJD, that a lot of this is about, a game like this is about fine margins. So straight away, you've got the greatest to ever do it under centre on the other side, and he's not going to go into a Super Bowl and not be Tom Brady. So we kind of know what we're going to get from him, I think. You talked about the weapons. That you've, listen, you've had your bit. It's my question. <laughs> so so I, all, all the points you make about the offensive weaponry on the Kansas City side of things, that situation also is an issue defensively for the Chiefs because they've got to factor in Godwin and Evans and Gronkowski and Bray and two running backs. And I think that is a problem. For them, I know that Kansas City are going to score points, but I think if Brady's clean on Sunday and doesn't turn the ball over, I'm pretty confident that Tampa Bay score points too. If Antonio Brown's able to go, I think that's a factor. 
And I also think that without the tackles, we've seen Super Bowls in the past. I think back to the, the game the Giants won when they, they beat the, the Patriots going for the perfect season. We would have said all of this before that game started. Yet they were able to get a pass rush and pressure. And he's got a bit of turf toe, so he's not quite as nimble as he was. He hasn't got the tackles. And they've got two flying machines off either end in Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. If they can dominate that part of the game with the speed they've got at linebacker with Levante David and, and Devin White, I think it can be a factor. I think my worry for Tampa Bay is the secondary. I'm not quite sure if it gets past that level that they can live with, with Kansas City, and that's a problem. But I, I just feel that there are one or two marginal things that can just make it a much closer game than, than maybe it would look if you kind of broke it down on paper. Being at home, um, the injuries to Kansas City, just the, the, one or two little bits that might slow it down. And I just cannot, for the life of me, I never go against history. I'm, I'm dead against going against history. There is no way in my world Tom Brady stinks in a Super Bowl. So he's going to be there in the fourth quarter. Maurice, over to you. <laughs> All right. Here goes my rebuttal. And it's very <laughs> The rebuttal is this. In the NFC Championship game, Tom Brady in the first has played phenomenal. The second half, not so much. Three turnovers. I know he had three picks. Timely, crucial picks. Different player. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this, though. How many drops did they have in the NFC Championship game? They didn't play well. Like, the Packers just didn't show up. They didn't play well in that game. And so my concern is this. Unless you fix those issues, it's not going to be close against this team. Because we saw the Kansas City Chiefs dismantle the hottest team in football. I want to say the Buffalo Bills were on a nine game. Like it, it, if they didn't lose to the Arizona Cardinals, like in week 10 or whatever it might've been, it could have been like a, a 13, 14 game win streak where they were beating everybody by double digits. And they were down, They were the Buffalo Bills were up nine to zero. But don't forget, and, some of those, don't, don't forget some of those wins were against Denver, LA Chargers and the Raiders in their own division. Well, now I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills, how they were on our hot streak. The Chiefs weren't playing well. The Chiefs, remember, the Chiefs were winning games by like two, yeah. seven, six. They weren't playing well. Yeah. And then they go against the hottest team in football who dismantled the Baltimore Ravens, who were one of the hottest teams in football. And they run off 30 straight points after being down 9-0. That is the concern. So if I they get hot. I would counter that by saying, Absolutely right. Agree with everything you said. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road and winning in the Superdome against the Saints and then no. on the road in Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers. And if you are going to win in Lambeau against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the form he's been in, you might need one or two things to fall your way. But in that 60 minutes, they did lots and lots of good things too on offense and on defense. They did, they did great things on defense. Phenomenal things on defense. Offensively, like I told you, the second half... I'll, I'll just put it this way. If you turn the ball over, if the Chiefs or if the Buccaneers turn the ball over three times yeah. against the Chiefs, you think they win? No, I completely agree. He's got to be clean. I said that when I, when I made my case, he's got to be clean. Right. What I would say, though, Maurice, if he plays the second half like he plays the first, they win that game going away. And we're having a different conversation now. And what's more but, likely? But I don't think – But so this is the thing. The Packers' defense well, is not really that good. They're, they're not really – like they have a star corner – they have a star nose tackle. They have a couple pad. Like they're they're okay, but you know the Bucks did their job. Kansas City defensively, they probably have one of the best safeties in the game in Tyron Matthew. 
they have arguably one of the toughest defensive tackles, not not named Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, who finds a way to affect games. And like I told you before, they don't have to be great because the Chiefs, I'll, I'll just put it this way. I said this early in the year. The only way you beat the Chiefs is if you score 40 points. Can the Bucs do that consistently without playing the Carolina Panthers? I would also say to you that if we were having this conversation on the back of Kansas City playing against the Cleveland Browns, I think you would be less bullish because they, no. they, they struggled in that game. Mahomes got hurt. He got knocked out. It was tight before he got knocked out. That was I love this. This is brilliant. In fact, when he got hurt, he, he was... No, no, no. So I'm about to tell you. Remember, they just got a turnover from Baker, and they're about to go down and make it 14, a 14-point game. Mahomes gets knocked out. Then they bring in Chad Henney, and it, the game stayed close. But they were about to run away with it. They were... They just got that one that... I think Baker threw that pick to Tyron Matthew. That's kind of what started it. And then they were about to just take off and run. Mahomes gets knocked out. Then you bring in Chad Henney, who I played with, and Chad Henney, and this is, and, and this is, I, I should have tweeted this out, but I didn't. I, I, I wanted to tweet this out with some buddies, and I said, this is going to tell you, with Chad Henney at quarterback, is going to tell you all about your roster, right? Because he's not Mahomes. Your defense is going to have to step up and play huge. You're going to have to be able to run the ball and get out of this game. They literally did that. They literally ran the ball, played defense, and got out of the game. I, I just believe. And again, you got to remember, I'm a fan of the Chiefs, right? So I, I play for the Jags, I play for the Raiders, I work for the Rams, but I'm a fan of, of the Kansas City Chiefs, but how they play, right? If they get hot, and this, this happened last year, they were down 24 0 to the Houston Texans, they were down to the Titans, they were down to the Niners in the Super Bowl. When they get hot, it's over. Everything clicks, everything anyone... clicks, Maurice, when they get hot. Everything, everything clicks. clicks. Everything clicks. Fellas, fellas. I sat in a stadium in Houston, Texas. Tom Brady was down 28-3 in a Super Bowl. But he, he's and not with the Patriots the anymore. He won the game. And I tell you what, he wasn't throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller. And he didn't have Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. He had... Listen, I, you cannot you cannot just write this man off. MJD, you can't. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Let's remember... <laughs> Okay, because I'm going to talk about this uh, later on today when I go to work. So when you when you talk about an offensive system, you're, you're speaking a certain language. Let's say we're speaking English, right? He spoke English for 20 years, okay, with the New England Patriots. He's about to go learn uh, whatever the Arabic down here in Tampa, okay? And it is just amazing to see him do what he's done to this point, right? You're learning a brand new system with guys you've never thrown the ball to in a pandemic, uh, a crazy season, and you got your guys to the Super Bowl. The difference is Patrick Mahomes and them, they've been speaking English too for the last couple of years. So there ain't going to be no mishaps. There ain't going to be whatever language they're speaking. They've been on the same page for the last three or four years. There is, there is no I, more I'll tell, you what, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, guys, the broadcast – on BBC Radio 5 Live on Sunday with you two going at it already on Monday, pre-game, is going to be brilliant. I it's cannot wait. Fantastic. I cannot wait. I cannot Maurice, wait. I, I, I'm going to just let Darren have a rest for two minutes because he's had his 50 cents worth. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. There were two significant things that happened in that Green Bay game with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that was the fact that he apparently, allegedly, overruled the head coach just before halftime 
when they scored two Miller, that pass. Is that a significant turning point for this playoff Tampa Bay Buccaneer team where Tom Brady's saying, listen, give me the reins of this team, of this offense? Uh, I Listen, I, I truly believe that play changed everything. I think if they don't get that touchdown, the Packers go into halftime a little bit more confident. Um, I think that's the reason Mike Pettin's out in Green Bay, to be honest with you. Six seconds left, you play cover three, you let him throw it deep. That doesn't make any sense. But that's what they did, right? That play changed, I think, both franchises. It changed the Buccaneers and the style of how they do. I think it allowed um, Bruce Aarons to really see the greatness of Tom Brady in that, in that aspect of it. Um, I think on the other side of it, the Packers felt like they were on their way back if they didn't have that touchdown. Um, so for him to overrule, I'm always going to give – I mean, again – no, Tom Brady is the greatest player to ever play the game, right? He wins. This game is about winning. He's the, the winningest co- player ever. Um, look what New England did without him, right? That also shows you how great he is. So I, I believe that he's not only affected Tampa Bay and Green Bay, but he's also affected New England while leaving and doing what he's done. So that one play shows you all like you were talking about 28 to three, right? Remember they had a defense that like helped that comeback as well. They were getting those three and outs. They were gassed. Still gonna, you still got to do it. You still got to execute your plays. Hang on, Darren, you've had your time. One second. It's me on the floor. No, easy, brother. No, no, easy, I, I, easy, I agree. Easy. I believe I, I completely agree with you that this is going to be a tough task. Yeah. Tom Brady's already beaten the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago, right? Um, he, he's, he's comfortable. He, he feels confident, um, in his abilities. He's also, um, Maurice, before Vern comes back in, he's also this year thrown 40 touchdown passes for only the second time in his career. So he's picked this up really well. He's playing at a really high level himself. Yes. Second half of the NFC championship game, there were one or two flaws, but over the course of 16 games for Tampa Bay, he's been pretty much as good as ever with the deep ball, with velocity, there is no issue. He doesn't play like a 43-year-old man by any stretch of the imagination. We know he will play at a very, very high level on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you this. To be, to be quite honest with you and, and frank with you, it's not because of Tom Brady why they're in the Super Bowl. It's because their defense has had 11 turnovers in three games. That's, that's literally the reason. It'll be because of Tom Brady when they win it. It won't be. I mean, the reason they beat the New Orleans Saints – in New Orleans was because they he got the ball at the 30-yard line three times. Three. You have to score in those situations. He's take he had and he said that. He did. In all fairness, Maurice, Darren did say that this Tom Brady move to Tampa Bay was had potential to be the perfect fit because of that Tampa Bay defense. We, right. We've been talking up their defense for a long, long time. Their, the, their the, defense the, showed up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I saw this recently, and it goes back to Tom Brady's former coach, Bill Belichick. And when he was defensive coordinator for the New York Giants and they played the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, and he scripted a defense that allowed Thurman Thomas. They knew he was going to get more than 100 yards. They said, look, give them the running game. We'll just punish the wide receivers. Is that the kind of approach that this defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has to take on Sunday against the Chiefs? Do you have to give up something in order to punish or, or, or make another part of the offense weaker than their, their, their running game or their passing game? What is um, it? I think so... It's funny you guys bring that up. I, I actually coached defense when I retired. I went to back to high school and started coaching defense. And that is a philosophy of mine that you have to allow the offense to do something. This is what we're going to let them do. If it's throw the ball to the flat, if it's run the ball, whatever it may be, you have to allow that and, and hope that they don't see that. That's what you're allowing, right? Everything else you take away. And then when they do that thing, you try to punish the person with the ball, right? I mean, again, defensively, you're defending. And the only thing that, like equalizes or neutralizes the offense is the physicality of it is pain. Um, and that's kind of what <laughs> I coached. Right. So this is my thing. Who is going to cover. You can try to be physical with Tyreek Hill and all them boys. They, they tried that before they, they put Carlton Davis on them. They tried to press them and be physical. It didn't work. Like I, you would be foolish to do that again. You may want to play cover two and just have Patrick Mahomes dink and dunk down the field and take away the deep shot. Right. That, Maybe take away the deep ball and say, look, we're going to force you to play, you know, a methodical football down the field. You're going to have to run the ball. But the problem is, guess who did that? The Buffalo Bills did that to the Chiefs a couple uh, weeks ago, months ago, and they ran the ball. They don't, the thing about the Chiefs is they don't care how they win. They just win. Mm. And that is what makes them scared. Mm. Right. So we'll let you run the ball. Guess what? We'll run the ball. We don't have a problem with it. With Le'Veon Bell will be back. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is back. Dar- uh, what is it? Uh, Williams is back. Like, they're okay with that. The other part is this, and this is my other thing. When one of the top corners in the NFL, Tredavious White, is covering man-to-man with Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey whoops him, you have a problem because who's going to cover him? I get it that uh, the linebacker, Devin White, is a 4-3 guy, but he's not a cover guy. He's not going to lock up man-to-man with Travis Kelsey. If, if, if a top corner in the National Football League can't do it, you're asking me a line, you're telling me a linebacker is going to do it? Same thing happened with the Cleveland corner as well, didn't it? He was their number one corner. He was, yeah. He was left, he was left as well. I, his name escapes me. Ward. Yeah. Anyways, you're right. Like, so that's where, that's yeah. where I'm concerned because as good Denzel as Gronk has been. Denzel Ward. Yeah, Denzel Ward. Gronk Denzel. isn't the old Gronk. That's why, that's why they were winning so many championships because Gronk was a mismatch problem. You couldn't cover him. It didn't matter who you had on. He was he was better than they were. Now Gronk is a blocker, and Cameron Braid is that guy. Cameron Braid's really good, but he's not. You can cover him with Tyron Matthew, if that makes sense, right? You can cover him with uh, Sorensen. Nick Sorensen can cover him. Um, and so that's where the issues come right. This is the other thing that we haven't talked about, and I, I, I want to make this clear. Do you know this is the first time, I want to say last week, was the first time all year that the whole secondary – 
played together for the Kansas City Chiefs because they were always hurt. One guy was suspended. They were all banged up. So yeah. last week was the first the first time they really played together as a group. One thing that's fascinating me, and only because it's never happened before, so we've never had the opportunity to talk about it before, a lot's being made about the fact that for the first time in NFL history, a home team's going to play in the Super Bowl. Um, and I wonder what you think in terms of how advantageous that is to the home team because it's never happened. So we've never seen it. But in, in, in football that I cover over here, that would be hugely advantageous. Not so much at the moment be with, with COVID and no crowds, but certainly when, 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 when you get the chance to play a game at home, it's hugely advantageous. The Buccaneers get the chance to be in their own field, in their own locker room, surrounded by all the creature comforts. I, I think they're going to be in a different locker room, to be honest with you, because they're away. They're the away team. But you're 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 right. Yeah. I, and my only my only response to that is the Chiefs already went to Tampa and beat them. Yeah. So that kind of takes away the the um, advantage for the Bucks, right? And now if they would have beat them in Tampa, I'd have been like, oh my god, like this game is crazy, but. The Chiefs had already made, they've already made this flight already. They've already went down there. So all the like stigma of, you know, Tampa, Super Bowl, the Bucks don't have to go anywhere. They, they didn't have to go anywhere the first game. Hmm. And so that like I always, and I, again, I'm this week, I'm going to go back and watch that game just so we can have some reference because it's important to watch that game and, and be able to, when we call it, um, Darren to, to be able to say like this is what we saw in, in you know the last time they played um, but it like there to me this is going to be the most neutral Super Bowl ever mm. because both teams have played each other they played in this in this venue at this venue and the away team won so there is no home field advantage and there's no advantage for the away team because guess what they have to travel so to me, this is the most neutral that you'll get. Some Super Bowls, people think it's neutral, but if they've never played each other, it's not really. It's whoever had the shortest flight, who like is the healthiest, all those things. This Super Bowl is as neutral as they come because both teams have already played each other. They played at the venue, and it was, you know, the outcome was for the away team. Maurice, let me ask you this. When it is Super Bowl week, do you travel to the whole city? Do you enjoy the festivities? Do you enjoy, you know, the, the social aspect of Super Bowl week? Because I know Darren and I do. <laughs> I used to. I used to. Yeah. Um, but this is like my 15th Super Bowl. So right. it's, it's like the party's all the same. The people you see are pretty, pretty much the same. Um, you do catch but up when you were at friends. high school. When you were at high school in California, did you and the guys go around to someone's house and hang out and watch the big game and uh, you know yeah, celebrate? I mean, I had I had uh, a couple buddies. Uh, one of my buddies' dad played in the NFL uh, for a little while, so he would have a party. He lived up the street. Um, I you know I'd be at a cousin's house watching the game. I remember watching uh, the Steelers Cowboys Super Bowl where uh O'Donnell threw that pick to the, the Cowboys corner like no one was there I remember watching that like what is what is he doing right um I wasn't but I wasn't a huge football fan growing up not until I got to high school is when I became like an avid watching football and really studying the game the way I did you know throughout my career tell you what Vin, one of my memories of being on Radio Row at the Super Bowl was Maurice came through Radio Row with his knee 
on a scooter. So you you that was New Orleans. That was the worst. And you came scooting through, and I'd never seen one of those before. So I, I said, "There's Maurice Jones Drew, and he's on a scooter." But he's got his, his knee on the seat, and I realised you'd had surgery, hadn't you? And of course, that was the way you were getting round. But you did radio row on the scooter, which I'll never forget. That was the worst. You know, when I got done with that, once I was able to get rid of that scooter, this is going to sound bad, but I took that thing to the Pacific Coast and I threw it off the cliff. <laughs> it was the worst thing in my life. Answer me this. This is the important question. How on earth did you navigate Bourbon Street on the scooter in New Orleans? It's not handicap friendly. I failed <laughs> twice. One time I was scooting and I, I got caught on those cobblestones and I had to put my broken foot down to, to like with the cast to stop it. It was crazy. Glad that you tried. That that tells me the man that you are, that even oh. with the broken foot, you are still going to Bourbon Street. That, that, is, Listen, that is the mark of the man. Let me tell you something. You know, one day we'll all hang out and party. It's going to be a great day. I promise you. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And trust me, uh, Maurice, I've I've been to several Super Bowls now with Darren. And if all three of us were to end up being at a Super Bowl event together, Maurice, it would be me and you carrying Darren out of wherever we went. Bring the scooter. I'll need the scooter. Bring the yeah. scooter. I, I don't carry grown men anymore. I stopped that. Uh, that's why I retired. But <laughs> I get that. We can get to that point. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with doing those things. I want to come to to London or the UK and just party like I did that last year uh, after the Jags played. I went to like a pub right by my hotel and I've never seen so many. It was like two o'clock in the morning and people were up just raging watching, you know, all the different games. That were, it was crazy. It was awesome. I enjoyed yes. every bit of it. It's yeah. going to be good. And, and do you know what? I think on Sunday on the radio, we're going to bring all of that atmosphere live to the UK. It's going to be so good, Maurice. I can't wait for it to just go down because I think we're, we're in for a treat because it's going to be a special game. I think it's going to be a Super Bowl for the ages. I think as we've experienced between you guys picking it apart, there's so much to call and there's so much to talk about. And there's very little between the two teams when it comes down to brass tacks, but it's going to be a huge game. And I'm just absolutely devastated that we can't be in Tampa, but we'll bring it alive on the airwaves. We will. We will. Is it, just before we lose you, is it the greatest Super Bowl quarterback matchup, this one? Brady versus Mahomes. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had it where it's been two all pros or, you know, two guys have been Super Bowl MVPs. Like we, I would say Drew Brees and Peyton Manning were close. Yeah. But neither one of those guys had thrown, I don't know if Drew Brees has ever thrown 50 touchdowns. Has he? I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. Peyton was the only one. Both of these guys were throwing 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Both of these guys have crazy weapons. It could be, this could be a high scoring game. This could also be a low scoring game. Like there, you can't really dictate what it's going to be. So uh, I'm excited to see it. Perfect. We're excited to be alongside yourself, Maurice. We can't wait. Thank you so much, mate. We'll, we'll speak to you on Sunday. We can't wait. We're really looking forward to having you with us. No problem. I can't wait, guys. Well, Darren, I think we've got uh, we've got a mighty fine show on our hands on Sunday, bringing the Super Bowl live to the UK nation. It's going to be good. I think Maurice Maurice is the kind of guy who it reminds me. I'll be honest with you, a stereotypical American, where if you have some kind of sarcastic comments, they'll just take it on board as if it's kind of <laughs> taking your word as you know 
straight down the line. But I, I, I think he loves a good old battle, doesn't he? It's going yeah. to be good on Sunday. I'm going to get an early night and keep the opinions to myself. That's what I've just learned there. No, Darren, don't do that. That's why, that's, why, that's why we love you on this podcast, because I think you put a good case forward. It was awesome. What, what I want to throw at you, just before we finish, because I've been doing some prep. I've done my first sheet of, 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 for the Super Bowl. I've, I've done nice. my Holmes and Brady so far. Have so you got your own laminator? Yes, I have. How much was that and where did you get it from? Oh, 40 quid. So my, my commentary notes look now are laminated for the Premier League. And do you do you laminate? Are they are they are the are the, I'm wow I I've seen them before. But yeah. do you highlight on the laminate or do you oh. highlight on the paper and then laminate? Paper and then laminate, yeah. Right. Nice. So, so I've done this. So I was doing some Brady stuff yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. That reminded me of business. I thought it's a Sunday. I've got to do something around the NFL because it's a Sunday. So I was looking at Brady. And I was reading all about what he does, you know, diet and all that kind of thing. And one thing absolutely blew me away. So. Training includes transcendental meditation, which is basically what the Beatles did with Mahesh Yogi all those years ago when they were yeah. like Dear Prudence and all that. And Ravi Shankar. And, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, yoga, plant-based diet, lots of sleep. I'm going to get to the next bit in a minute. He avoids mushrooms, tomatoes, most fruit, white sugar, coffee, cereal, white rice, potatoes, and bread. So basically everything I eat every day, he doesn't. So I was thinking, he's kind of the opposite to me then, Big Tom. But what did me was, right? What do you think he weighs? 14 stone, Brady? Well, he's a big lad. And I remember, I remember when they were at Wembley. Yeah. I made sure that he ran past me. Right. And he, he's a big bloke. He's thick set, as we would say. Maybe 16 then. Maybe 16. I'd go 16 stone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That makes this even more astonishing. So he drinks half of his body weight in ounces of water per day. So he drinks eight stone of water a day. Every day. He drinks half of his body weight in ounces of water per day. So we worked out like a 10-ounce cup. You're trying 150 cups, aren't you, of water a day. So he must literally drink from the minute he gets up to the minute he goes to bed. Does he wear a catheter? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I saw this, and I kept going back and rereading it. That's what it said. He drinks half of his body weight in ounces of water. So this cup here, that, that would be like a whatever-ounce cup that is that you get at the game. That's how, that, that's how they sell it over there, isn't it? In ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he does it in ounces per day. So that, that's how much water is put into his body. You know, we sit here and think, you've got eight glasses of water, you're doing well. This fella's putting half his body weight in. It's mad. It, 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 have a look at it. So that means he's constantly trying to cleanse his kidneys, his liver... If, he, if, if, if he's not on potatoes and bread, he doesn't like the carbs. Right. Uh, he's not into wheat-based food because he doesn't eat cereals. So yeah. maybe he's gluten-free. Maybe that's what he's going for. Yeah. I wonder if he drinks milk. I know that he doesn't eat strawberries because of the seeds. Right. Okay. Well. Uh, apparently the seeds in strawberries are bad for you. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking. It's absolutely bonkers. I, I, I remember... I was sitting there thinking, but remember that that was the controversy that was 
that was kind of mustered up towards the latter years of his New England career was that his personal trainer, his guru was getting in the way, remember? His yeah. guru was on the flights, he was on the coaches, he was in the locker rooms, and this guy was kind of at his beck and call, feeding him his electrolytes and, and all that kind of good stuff, trying to pump him up. And it got in the way of what he and Bill Bilicek were trying to do. Rumour has it. Here we go. So he hops out of bed at six o'clock in the morning. The first thing Brady reaches for is a 20-ounce glass of water infused with electrolytes. This is before he even gets old. Then he has smoothies. He drinks more electrolyte-infused water during his eight o'clock workout. Then he's having protein shakes. So he, he drinks 25 glasses of water per day, minimum. Wow. And he's got all this other water going into everything else he's eating. Wow. So he eats a lot of grapes, blueberries, apples, pears, bananas, and cucumber, kale, and spinach. But he seems to put electrolytes into everything. Mm. It's just this mad idea. That it, I mean, it's got to work. It's got to work for him because he's so in such good shape and he never gets hurt. I mean, the only injury he's ever had in the NFL was his knee, which would have happened to anybody. Mm. But he has yeah. this ridiculous amount of water that he drinks every day. I'm amazed he doesn't nip off for a wee after through the third quarter. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. He must be like, imagine, you know, defense, can you just keep him on the field, please? Because I've got to go to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been piling that water down me again. Yeah. Madness. Anyway, Darren, I think we've had, we've had our predictions. We've had a prediction for Maurice Jones-Drew. It's going to be an amazing game, whatever happens. It really is. And so looking forward to it. And it is a real privilege to be alongside you on Super Bowl Sunday, Radio 5 Live, from Salford, yourself. Uh, hey, Darren, I'm going to let you into a secret. Sure. I don't know whether it's allowed but. At, at the BBC, but I've ordered us a barbecue. Oh, have you now? Yeah. Have yeah. Probably can't light it in there. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's pre it, it, it's not it's not we're not gonna fire up the old oh, blooming. Right. I thought we were grilling while it was on. No, it's not a barbecue. It's the end of the, steaks. It's the, end of the first. It's not it's not one of them barbecues that you get from the fire station, uh, petrol station, sorry. And, and we just you know single no no no, but someone's been in touch, yeah, and uh, they're gonna bring us ribs, wings, sweet potato mash, cornbread. Yeah, we're going to be treated like kings at halftime. I, I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's smokehouse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They've, they've said they're going to... Hickory Smokehouse are going to send us some barbecue food for Sunday's broadcast. What will be funny is that when you go through the door at Salford, you have to put your stuff through the airport security conveyor belt, so there's going to be coleslaw, dips, and all going through. Because until it goes through there... You're not allowed in. No, but we're going to be like, <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, we talked about it in the, in the past of the podcast, but you like your food at a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got four or five chili dogs got on, on the go at the same time. It's going to be tough for me calling play by play, watching you pile down the ribs. I, and I don't <laughs> know how I'm going to get out of it. <laughs> we'll save yours for half time. It will come in my headphones. Crossy, the producer, will say, Vern says, you do the next interview. He's just chucking into the cornbread. And there's no way out for me, is there? No, no, but it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Really looking forward to it. I really hope, Vern, people stay up with us on, on Sunday night and maybe have us on in the background while you're watching the game. Because, look, I know you, people like to watch it and get into it. 
but we're going to try and tell the story of the night as well. We're going to be dipping into Maurice's memories and, and insight and all that. We'll be sharing a few stories about experiences we've got. And we're going to try and bring the whole thing to life, aren't we? So it's not just an American football game for the championship of the world, but there's so many side stories and lovely aspects to this whole week, let alone the night that we're going to try and bring to the, the listener um, during the course of the broadcast. So we're really looking forward to it. We're going to tell you all about the key protagonists, Mahomes and Brady, and introduce you to them in a way that you might not know before. Um, and the various other things during the course of the night. So give us a, give us a give us a listen on Sunday and enjoy it with us if you can hear us through the chomping and the chewing with the meat. Exactly, it's going to be good. Anyway, as always, this has been a Shooting Shark production. Thank you very much for listening to the fumble. Uh, we're really looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday on Sunday on BBC Radio Five Live. Darren Fletcher, myself, and Maurice Jones, Drew. We're going to get right into it, but. We're not going to get deep into the X's and O's. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of fun, because it's the biggest sporting event, in my opinion, in the world. We'll see you then. We'll see you Sunday. Make sure you tune in. But for now, have a great week. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, and we'll speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.